Well, what an honor to be here. And thank you, Bill and Tammy, for the opportunity given to us to share what God did in and through our life. Um, we have only three hours to share. <laughs> did we read the email? <laughs> Just kidding, guys. The door is already locked. You can't leave anyway. <laughs> See, breaking the ice, that's always good. Well, to start with, it's not necessarily our testimony, it's God's testimony. For the longest, I didn't share anything, you know, when I saw a healing and so on, because I believed the lie that, like, I'm bragging about myself. And then the Lord spoke to me so clearly, like, if you don't share what I'm doing, you're going to give the devil credit. And since then, I share my uh, testimonies, even if it's not my own, it doesn't matter whether it's your breakthrough or somebody else's breakthrough, it's glorifying God. So, if you hear our testimony, go and share it. It's stealing, but it's a good stealing in this case. Yeah. Right? So, and eventually you're going to have your own testimonies anyway. Amen. So, it's a lot on our heart, even during worship, by the way. Worship team, that was amazing. The presence was so strong. Thank you guys. Amazing. So, my name is Marcus Kierwald. This is my beautiful wife, Claudia Kierwald. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a, a beginning, we have a middle, and we have a future. <laughs> it's not the end, right? The best is yet to come as it goes. So I'm from, from Germany, if you can tell on my accent. Not that I have an accent, but everybody else probably has one. So I grew up in a Christian home, but I never really experienced uh, you know, the, the supernatural and so on. It was just like bone dry. There was no Holy Spirit, there was nothing. It was just like going to church, and that was the end of it. But I always knew there is a calling on my life, right? So uh, through work and so on, I traveled 19 years around the world. So it was hard for me to find really a good wife back then already. You know, I grew up in a town in the middle of nowhere, and the thing you do is you get married, you live in the town, you build a house in the town, and you get buried in the town. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to do that. So, <laughs> traveling the world, obviously, I did a lot of things I'm not very proud of, right? But that's what you do when you're in the world, when you have nothing else to see but what the world does. So, uh, fast forward, I had, I thought I had everything together. I had a, an awesome job, I made a lot of money, I traveled the world, which was just incredible back then. And then I built a huge house and I wanted to fill it with a family, right? That's what you do. And then come 2008 and everything fell apart. The worst part was three years prior to that, my father passed away, who was a very strong Christian. Then three years, uh, three, years, three, three years later, my mother passed away. And three weeks before that, my girl, who I, girlfriend back then, who I wanted to get married to, walked out of me. Thank God. <laughs> Didn't see that coming, right? <laughs> me neither. Well... Back then, obviously, it was devastating. I called the Lord everything but the name, yeah. right? Because I was angry. I was like, Lord, what's going on? But I knew in my heart that's not the one. And then the Lord opened a week after my mother's funeral. He opened the door for me to go to America again. I was 42 back then. Doesn't make any sense for a German, leaving everything behind, the house, everything, career, and so on. But I felt the Lord calling me to America and to start a new life. So I left everything behind and started a new life here in America. 
Next. Um, it's, it's, so I was born in Colombia, so a little bit south of Germany, um, and, uh, and grew up in a Catholic home, and so we, we celebrated Christmas and Easter, um, but it wasn't a very devoted uh, Catholic home. Um, I became a Christian when I was 26 in Houston, and, and there kind of started my, I always, as a Catholic, I always had a heart for the Lord. I just didn't have a relationship with him, and so I, as I became uh, a new believer, I just had such a heart and desire for the Lord, um, and kept on just reading the word, wanting to just hear and learn more about the word. Um, as a new believer, though, I, I was a baby Christian and uh, kind of just was enamored by this one guy, and, uh, and he almost kind of became a bit of my savior. I was a new believer, and he, I was like, oh, everything he says, it's, he's kind of became a bit of um, my God. And um, so it was a very codependent relationship. And I remember there's a moment of surrender where I would pray to the Lord. I'm like, Lord, is this really the one that you have for me? I was like uh, 28. And, uh, and I felt the Lord. It's probably the first time that I've heard him really audibly where he said this and deep deep in my heart, and I think we all know those moments where we pray and we just know in our heart and in our spirits, oh, man, it looks right on paper. It looks right, you know, they, they, they have all the right things, but something in your spirit just says, this is not the one. Um, and so through, I actually kind of kept on dating him for a while, like sometimes we do. We kind of continue dating somebody that we know deep down in our hearts is not the right one. But the Lord was very faithful and actually, um, through circumstances, really ended that relationship. From that relationship, I was like, okay, I always wanted to pursue my master's. So I was like, okay, Father, I'm, I want to go to NYU. I want to go to New York and pursue my master's. Um, and I did. I came to New York, uh, pursued my uh, master's at NYU, and started kind of seeking more of the Lord. I think my time here in New York was a lonely time. Uh, the first time that I was here, it was a lonely time as we were trying, I was trying to find community. And as oftentimes, even though there's a lot of people here in New York, sometimes it could feel quite lonely. Um, and, but God was there. And it was really through him that the Lord started to pursue my heart and pursue, and kind of started getting me closer and closer to him. And, um, and that actually started my desire to really want to know more of, um, of who he was and who he was to me. Proverbs 16.9 says, A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Right? That's what I realized then, like, oh, thank God that he knows what he's doing. Because I didn't really know what I was doing. And even though I didn't have a relationship the way I have it now with the Lord back then, when I decided to leave Germany, I just knew the Lord is breathing on it. I didn't question it, and within a week, literally, I left everything behind again and started a new life here. It was a literally internal transfer from a company from Germany to America and so on, and I worked my butt off, and I was expected a lot to move. Nothing happened, and after two and a half years, I complained. <laughs> I'm really good in it. I complained to the Lord and said, Lord, are you kidding me? <laughs> and uh, like... <laughs> What the flower is going on? <laughs> I love flowers. So anyway, so <laughs> because I worked, I worked, I worked. I went through 
to three different churches throughout the week. I had no community. I had a lot of work. I was very proud of what, was, what I was doing, but I was lonely, like Claudia just said. And then the Lord told me, just get yourself connected, plugged in in a church. I stopped going to two other churches, plugged myself in in one church, and that was the beginning of a new life in a way. I met my best friends till to this day. I, you know, like one pastor said once, show me five of your friends and I tell you where you're going to be in five years from now. I can't wait where I'm going to be 50 years from now. <laughs> right? It's, it's so true. And that guy also said, you shouldn't date a church. You should get married to a church. And that's what stopped me right away going around, like just piggybacking and window shopping, so to speak. I got myself plugged in in the church, changed everything. You know, volunteering, that's where I met the people. It was good sitting in the back row and like, well, see you next Sunday. But I felt lonely, so I was like, no, I want more. There must be more. I didn't want to go back where I came from, from the world. Right, been there, done that. Okay, let's move on. But now what's out there? So I had to write people around myself, which is very, very important, especially in a time like this, right? It doesn't have to be 50 friends, a handful of friends. A handful of friends makes all the difference. You know, as soon as you get involved in a church, when you volunteer and so on, you just want more. Right? When you pray for people and you see the breakthrough in other people, I was very selfish. Well, what, what about me? What about me? But when I saw other people getting healed, getting breakthrough, and so on, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And I literally put my effort first on others and then myself. And I was like, not like, okay, Lord, if I do this, then I get this in return. Wasn't the case. I just like served. So I started a, a connect group back in that church. First co-leading, and then I led it, and then it exploded. It's like grew to a huge church, uh, <laughs> church almost <laughs> connect group within a, a church within a church. And it uh, during that time also, I start attending a men's prayer meeting in the morning, six o'clock in the morning, which was also a God-given thing. Where I was like, why would I want to get up at six o'clock in the morning, right? And the first time before I went, I was like, Lord, if you want me to be there, you wake me up. Guess what? <laughs> he woke me up. And I went there for years and years, and it changed my life. Through that, I got introduced into Bethel Church. And I went there the first time. I had no idea what I'm doing. And the first time, I got wrecked there in a way like never before. I've never experienced the Holy Spirit the way I experienced it there. I never had anybody walking up to me, giving me prophetic words. I was like, what is going on? But I was so intrigued. I loved it. And I was like, I want more of this. And the Lord opened literally a door for me over four, almost five years to go to Bethel once a month. Once a month. I literally, he opened a door for me to go to California on a business trip. And every trip before I, or at the end of the trip, I went up to Bethel. I was like, Lord, you know, if I had a girlfriend, I would go home to see my girlfriend. But instead, I went up to Bethel to seek the Lord. <laughs> right? I was like, what's well, a win-win situation? And it, I didn't go up there to meet my wife. I went up there to meet the Lord. And then what I experienced there, I wanted to bring it back to New York. I didn't want to keep it for myself, like, yeah, how cool I am. No, I, need, I was like, Lord, you have to do this in New York as well. And that's how I literally started the healing rooms and everything, just like seeking first the kingdom and everything else will be added on to you. So like, here again, I started doing things I would have never thought possible doing anyway. If you would have told me 
few years back that I'm even sitting here sharing a testimony, I would be like, whatever. Everybody but me. But here again, the Lord knows. The Lord knows what we need. So I just wanted more here again. And often I was, I was like crying out, Lord, now you put me on a pedestal with the leadership and what have you at the healing room. I need somebody on my side. Right? I cried out. Guys, I'm 54 years old. I know I look 34. <laughs> just throwing it out there. And I had many, many reasons to walk away from the Lord because of the very reason, Lord, I need a spouse. Before my parents passed away, obviously my mother was like, Marcus, who's going to look after you when I'm not here anymore? <laughs> that didn't help, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I was like reeling then around the holidays. I was in tears. I was on my knees. I was like, I was devastated. I'm like, Lord, what is going on? But then it's always like, always kept coming to my mind, seek first the kingdom. Because I often was like, Lord, if you give me this, then I do this for you. Then he gave me what I asked for. And guess who didn't keep his promises? That was me. Then I went on like, Lord, now I need, need this. or now I, now I want this, then I can do this. He gave me that. And I still didn't keep my promise. And I got tired of it. I'm like, this is just not right. And then I was like, put everything aside. Everything I thought I surrendered, which I did, but then I realized I was never letting go. I surrendered, and then I came to a point where now let it go, and that brought a breakthrough. I didn't really, obviously I saw the girls around me, I was exposed to a lot of women through work and what have you, but I was like, no, 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 I want to see them the way Jesus sees them. I had compassion for them, I ended up praying for them without having second thoughts and so on. I was like, man, this is not me, but I loved it. Right, so uh, not being uh, taken advantage of, just like they seek me like, man, you are so mature and so on. I'm like, really? I didn't really see it my, uh, that myself, especially then the younger girls, they came to me and they saw almost a father figure on me. I'm like, man, Lord, I want to help those people. I want to help those people, but what about me? What about my wife? But I kept pursuing him, pursuing him, pursuing him. I'm like, yeah, his, his timing is going to be perfect. It doesn't mean that all of you single have to wait until 54. <laughs> this is only my testimony. <laughs> so <laughs> take that pressure off right there again. <laughs> <laughs> but from there you will seek the Lord your God and you will find him if you search for him with all your heart and all your soul. Deuteronomy 4, 29, right? Again, it's, I can't say it often enough. Seek first the kingdom and everything else will be added unto you. It is so true. I'm a living testimony. You know, when I said, I want this, then I can do this. I never did it. So it's almost like use what you have and then he's going to add on to it. Because I know if I, if I would have gotten a, a wife 10 years ago even, I wouldn't be where I am today spiritually. Because like, give me a wife and he knew already I would go, I would probably still attend church, and I would be okay. I don't think I would volunteer. I would be just like one foot in the world and one foot in the church. And that's where I used to be. So I always prayed, Lord, give me someone who kicks my butt. Right? That when I find a spouse, like, who, who literally pushes me, like, hey, let's do this, let's do this. I'm like, whoa. Now looking back, I'm like, you have to be, you have to be careful what you ask for. <laughs> I got it. 
was really like, it's just amazing. So I'm so glad that I waited, 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 that I didn't settle for other opportunities where I was like, oh, this is awesome. I wouldn't be where I am today. Because it's about the Lord, right? Nothing else. If we have nothing else but him, that's okay. So, so fun. It's, you know, it's so beautiful. Just even hearing him share, as a single woman, I would dream about um, being in front of the stage and uh, being alongside my husband. And I would just dream and uh, daydream about it. And the Lord's so faithful. He is indeed so faithful. He knows those desires of our hearts. And I know there's so many in the room that might be single, that might be desiring, who's, who you're daydreaming the same thing. Just know God is faithful. In his time, he will do it. Um, I love as, as Marcus shares that because I feel like the Lord also had me through a, he, went, he brought me through a preparation stage. And I want to encourage you guys that that's really what he does is he prepares us. He wastes nothing. He gets us ready. Um, and he does that. And so I, I, I was here in New York um, and it's kind of, it's beautiful just to know that God knew where we would meet. Um, and what brought us there was seeking him. You know, we weren't really seeking each other or seeking, um, I wasn't seeking a husband. And like Marcus said, he wasn't seeking a wife. And so um, when I was here in New York, I was, uh, you know, a really senior leader in, um, in marketing for Thomson Reuters, so a technology company. I was about to get promoted. Um, and just through circumstances, the Lord just put it in my heart, and he asked me, he's like, will you go to ministry school? To tell you the truth, I had no uh, ambition to go to ministry school, and oftentimes when I would think about ministry school, I would be like, well, that's what pastors do. You know, that's what missionaries do. I'm meant to be in business, so, uh, but the Lord just put it in my heart. He goes, will you go to ministry school? And in that moment, I was so hungry for the Lord because he had worked on my heart already. He was kind of, he's so faithful to pursue us. You know, here along we're like, Lord, but he's really pursuing us and wooing us to him. And he asked me, and I, like, down in my heart, I knew, I'm like, it doesn't make sense for me, you know. Uh, you know, my age back then, I was, uh, gosh, I think I was 34. Um, so it made no, absolutely no sense some people were like, are you crazy? You know, it, it doesn't, it, it won't make sense for you to go. But I knew that I knew that God was calling me. And so I want to encourage you guys too. Sometimes your God calls and it doesn't make sense. He calls you to a certain place. He calls you to a certain church. And in your mind, you're like this, I'm like, you know, but Lord, I live in New Jersey. Why am I called to New York? Um, but he knows, he knows. And so just follow that leading. So I did. I basically, I, was, uh, I walked to my boss and I said, I'm, I'm going to ministry school. And I had determined in my heart that I was going to quit my job, live on my savings, and go. Um, but the Lord was so faithful that he actually had extreme favor. And my boss uh, back then uh, said, oh, no worries. You can go. Go to ministry school and uh, work for us part-time. So the Lord completely opened the door. Um, to go with, like, benefits, salary. I was making more. I mean, it was pretty cra crazy, the money that I was making, um, living in Redding, California, if you guys have been there. It's a small little town in California. 
I remember um, when I first found out, I'm like, Lord, that's like, I was thinking, okay, San Francisco. I can do San Francisco. No, nothing like San Francisco, but I was determined to just seek him. And I think in that moment, I was just so uh, overwhelmed by his heart that I'm like, Lord, I just want to pursue. I'm 34. Who cares? I want to pursue you and pursue your heart. And I did. And I went to uh, Bethel to pursue him, to know more of him. And in that, I actually found myself. In that pursuit of him, I found out who I was. You know, oftentimes, here I was 34, not really, you know, I think sometimes we know who we are, but I really knew very little of who I was, the, the skills, the gifts that God had given me. And so in ministry school, God broke off all of these lies. He broke um, all of these lies that really were hindering my true identity as a woman of God. And he, um, he just brought me through this process, which is a beautiful process because it was always, you know, I think some people are, are afraid. They're like, Lord, if I, and this used to be a lie that I used to believe. It's like, Lord, but if I pursue you, you're going to keep me single for the rest of my life. You know, I'm like, um, and it's such a lie because his heart is always for you, for you and the desires of your heart. But he, he says, seek me first. Um, and so it was in that process that I really just grew in my identity as a woman. I grew in, in knowing my worth and my value um, and, and seeing myself really the way God saw me. Not so much the way that a man would see me, but really the way that my father, my heavenly father would see me. Um, and in me grew this desire um, to really, which is crazy once again, to just really um, say, Lord, I want to see your kingdom expanded on earth. And there's all these desires, and I'm like, I don't know where these came from. We're just erupted. And so I was uh, at Bethel, um, and once again, it's, it was around this time that actually Marcus was going to Bethel every month. Um, and I went to a friend's birthday party uh, and saw this guy, and I'm like, that guy doesn't look like he's from around here. If you, it, once again, if you're not reading, it's uh, a lot of young, kind of, you know, um, not, uh, you wouldn't, not a lot of sophisticated men. Um, and so I saw this, like, really sophisticated, no, well, actually, except for people come. There are sophisticated men out there. But, you know, I just, I remember thinking, that, he doesn't look like he's from around here. Um, there are, if you are in Reading, you are very sophisticated. But, you know, I think in my heart there was something... And, uh, and I walked up to Marcus, actually, at a birthday party. Uh, he was with um, a friend of ours. Uh, my friend had a, a crush on this guy, and he was friends with Marcus. And I just kind of walked up. I was like, oh, my name is Claudia, very friendly. Ladies, for those of you who, need, who always need the men to pursue them, to kind of go up to them first, you could go up to the man first. Um, amen. Amen. <laughs> yes. I, um, but it, it's, but you know, all I said, I actually walked up to him because there was something in him that really drew me. I don't know if I necessarily thought, oh, this is going to be my husband. I, I don't, I really didn't think that. It was something that drew me. And then we just connected because he was from New York. So we just connected and he's like, yeah, I'm there. I was like, oh, that's where I'm, that's where I just came from. Um, but it was funny because in me, I never really had a desire to come back to New York. So I'm like, oh, that's awesome that you're from New York. But we just stayed just great friends. And we would, because he would come so often, I would, kid you not, I would see him all the time. I, I think sometimes I'm like, do you live here? 
but no, he didn't leave here. He would, he would just come almost every weekend for, um, which was pretty crazy. So I would see him um, in the healing rooms. I volunteered in the healing rooms. And I would just see him in the line and, and we would just kind of have really good conversation. Once again, just as friends. Back then, we, we, there wasn't a pursuit of each other in a romantic way. It was more of a just mutual respect for each other. Um, and, then, and then the Lord, I think I was in school for three years. Um, actually, I, I was in Reading in school for two years, but in Reading for three and a half. And like we all have gone through, um, I knew the Lord was transitioning me. And I think we all, I think actually we're going through a bit of that now where we, corporately there's been, there's a transition and a lot of people feel a shift. But so I felt the Lord was transitioning me and I was like, okay, Lord, my time here is done. And I was praying to the Lord and seeking the Lord. And I think a lot of my journey has been an obedience journey. It's been an obedience of saying, okay, Lord, I'm seeking your heart, not my own desires. My desire was actually I wanted to stay in uh, California, go down to like Palo Alto and work for a big tech company like Google, Apple. Um, but the Lord just put it in my heart. And in a time of prayer, he's like, I'm taking you back. And guys, I was like clueless. I'm like, Lord, where are you taking me back? And he's like, I'm taking you back to New York. Um, and it's and like I said, it, it wasn't my first choice. I, I actually I was thinking, Lord, I don't know if I want that. Um, but I knew that I knew that destiny was awaiting for me in New York. Um, and so I was like, Lord, I it doesn't make sense. I didn't have a job, you know. But I knew I was like, my t if I stay here any longer. I'm going to be outside the will of God. So I'm like, Lord, I'm going to go because um, I want to be in your will. And so I, um, so I moved back to New York. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, while I was here, I just started volunteering at the Ark Healing Rooms. And uh, pass it on to you now. To be continued. About one and a half years ago, two young women asked me, Margus, you know, you're a little bit older, and what would you advise us as young girls, you know, how to get dressed and so on, to make ourselves a little bit look more like, hey guys, we are available, so to speak. <laughs> uh, for lack of a better word. <laughs> so, <laughs> you got the message, right? You know what I mean. <laughs> you feel what I think. So, and the first thing that hit me was like, seek first the kingdom. It's not the way you dress, it's how you seek the Lord. And that's what always impressed me about Claudia. You know, when I went to Basel and I saw some raised hands, it was Claudia. Because I love the way she worships. Just like, and not just like worshiping, whatever, but just like, oh my God, this is powerful. That's what I want to see. Then I'll see how people volunteer. Make yourself volunteer. If the guys don't see that in you, that's not the right one for you anyway. Right? So you want to have one who's walking the talk not just talking the talk. And that's so attractive to me. I was like, man, it's the woman I want. Just like, yeah, so crushing it together, being on stage together, healing rooms and whatever it is. When we go to dinners with uh, friends and so on, praying for one another, this is what I want. And a lot of people ask me, honestly, hey, what about Claudia? I'm like, well, we're really good friends, but no. Many times, <laughs> right? No. <laughs> Other people see more than we do. Yeah. And the same thing, which is beautiful now, because we, you know, I think after we, we the Lord brought us together, I, people were like, I called it, I knew it, I saw it a year ago, 
Uh, and um, and the same thing with me, where I had so many friends, I would say, Claudia, have you thought of Marcus? And I felt like I was like, I had the most, the highest admiration. Like, I was like, Lord, Marcus is like the best man I know. Um, but I think for us, it was almost like the Lord was protecting us. And, and I love in, in, uh, in scripture, in Song of Solomon, it says, do not awaken love before it's time. And I think he was like that. He, he knew that he needed to prepare us separately for what we were supposed to do together. And, and he did. And so um, we needed a pandemic. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, literally, Soy Charter Island Church or the Healing Rooms, very rare, literally, we hung did we hang out during the week because we were just friends, right? And every time we talked, uh, we saw each other, we talked about God. We didn't talk about baseball or football. That would have been a very, very short conversation <laughs> from my end. <laughs> so, and then, as you said, COVID hit. That was the best thing for us. I know there's obviously a lot of devastation, a lot of people passed away and so on. We don't take those things lightly and we prayed a lot for those things. And that's how we actually grew together. She used to live on the Upper West Side. I am in Chelsea. We didn't take any proper transportation, so we met literally every Saturday. We met somewhere on the Hudson River. The weather was okay, and so on, so we walked. We texted more than ever before. We talked on the phone more than ever before. And on all of a sudden, you or I got to know her in a different way. And I'm like, man, this is actually the job description I had for <laughs> my future <laughs> wife. <laughs> right? That just came out, I don't know why. My, my application <laughs> got approved. <laughs> I got hired. <laughs> and it's really then like the moment came where I was like, well, I'm not 24. I'm not going to wait another couple of years. Then I got my friends together. I said, hey, guys, let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. And there wasn't a single guy, not a single word, not a single prophetic word that said, Marcus, you may have to pray about it again and again and again. Everybody was like, Marcus, they had peace over it, they had peace over it. So I was literally like, Lord, what do you want me to do? If I didn't have the peace, I don't want to pursue it. I've done it before. I was like, Lord, I call you when I need you because now I got what I had. I was like, Lord, what do you say? And that's how, you know, you spend time with, you put God first, you pray with each other as friends. And it's like, that's a bondage right there. I'm like, wow, 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 exactly. That's what you want to do with your spouse. You want to be able to pray. Without shame, you want to pray, uh, talk about everything with one another as friends. Because if you can't do it with friends, sometimes it's probably even hard as a spouse, right? As a couple. So it was a very, very good start. And then the point came where I was like, man, I have to do something. Either I'm going to drop the mic or I'm going to walk away from it. <laughs> oh, that's right, I did. <laughs> but that's for another time. Um, you know what, though, I think the, the most beautiful thing is that during COVID, we, um, you know, I was traveling and I think we were both very busy. And even though we, we were, I think we connected at friends' parties and at church. And I think a lot of you guys probably know, we probably have s some mutual friends. And so, um, and so we always, and I remember always thinking that I would like, I would like go and like talk to different guys and but, but there's always this draw that I'm like, oh, but my safe place is Marcus. And so I would always kind of um, come back and just kind of chat because I knew that I could talk to him, right? Because oftentimes as I would talk to some other guys, it was like a, a wall and I'm like, I don't know, I just can't connect. 
for the markets, I would come and we just we would have these conversations, and it was like I'm like, my heart comes alive when I'm talking to Marcus, even as a friend, because we were dreaming, we would dream about what we could do together with the Lord. And, um, and so it was that kind of desire, the fulfillment, I think, spiritually, that brought us and really kind of created just this beautiful friendship. Um, but in COVID, because a lot of people will ask, it's like, Claudia, how did your heart change? And I don't know when that moment was. Um, I do feel like there was always in my heart this, such respect for him. I remember when I left Bethel, I, I was like, Lord, I'm going to be ruined because now my expectation for a husband is so much higher. I can't settle for just anybody because here I am. I have these hopes to go and, like, you know, expand the kingdom. I need a man that's going to go there with me. Um, and I knew, I knew my purpose, and that's why it's so important to know what, who, who you were made to be and your purpose. Um, and so my, so when we would have these conversations in COVID, because now we had time, right? Because I was traveling and you were, you were meeting with people and probably going 100,000 miles. But in COVID, all we, we were focused, God kind of gave us the opportunity to just focus on each other. And like Marcus said, we got to really um, know each other more than just friends. And I remember, <laughs> I remember telling him, I used to think that he would only pray. And I'm like, Marcus, I... I think I was like, I would think that you would only pray. I'm like, because we watched a movie together, and it's like, oh, and he, lo he loves movies. We love movies. And he actually, I'm like, oh, you like movies. And I was like, because I would always just see him pray. If you guys know Marcus, like, literally, he is always praying. This man, there's no one that, that he doesn't see, no sick person that he sees that he doesn't pray for. So I remember thinking, I think that's all he does is just pray. And so when we got to just, you know, when we didn't have those prayer meetings because we couldn't do anything, we weren't gathering, it was just us, we got the chance to really connect and really kind of have fun and, and get to know each other um, for our individual likes. Because I do think that that's really important. Um, you do have to have similar things that you enjoy. You do have to have connections on things that you really enjoy together. But yeah, it was fun. It was uh, a relief to know that he's a, he's a normal man. <laughs> but, uh, and I do p eat pizza as well. So. And he eats pizza <laughs> as well. So obviously, yeah, it came to the point where we just had a discussion. She actually asked me, Marcus, do you like me more than a friend? And without hesitation, I said yes. So, <laughs> right, I mean, like, <laughs> I was in the corner and it was right there. And it was, I just knew it's, it's so the Lord, right? He prepared and all we had to do is give us the free will to say yes and put him as a sender. And then literally a couple of weeks, months later, I proposed. Now we're married. It's just like, <laughs> keep it simple here. <laughs> just the normal way relationships happen. Because, you know, again, I'm not 24 years anymore, so I knew that we knew, that we knew we, are, we belong together, so we wanted to get married right away. And it was the best decision I've ever made. Mm. Right? <laughs> now, so obviously now looking back to 54 years, I don't want to look back anymore. Because, again, I wouldn't be where I am today. It's the now and what's ahead of me. I'm not going to change a single second when I look back. Well, Lord, what if, what if that girl would have been the one it's all, that's the enemy trying to distract you. It's the now and not what do we do, especially as a couple, not as an individual anymore, now the calling on our life. 
uh, individually and corporately now, it's just going to be amazing. And talking to one another right from the beginning and something comes up and Claudia is so good at it, like, Marcus, let's talk about it. Because I'm like an introvert a little bit. I'm like, well, everything is cool and everything is not cool. So, <laughs> <laughs> but just talking to one another, that's just like, exactly, that's what I need as a, a, a spouse and encouraging one another and then again praying for other p other people not only for ourselves and just amazing so because we're running a little bit low on time we wanted just to give you a couple of tips for the singles not that this is now the rule right everybody is different but the first thing i would say obviously never ever give up period not only in regard of relationships, whatever it is, whether you pray for a breakthrough in your house, whatever it is, never ever give up. That day you give up, that's probably the day before you get a breakthrough. And then obviously, like we shared, seek first the kingdom. It's like, again, I, wouldn't, I don't know where I would be if it wasn't for God. If I wouldn't have dropped everything. Even last year, 29th of March, I left my work after 29 years didn't make any sense. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, I was like, what? But I knew it was the Lord. And during that time, I, I prayed more than ever before. I didn't recognize myself anymore. I was just like, wow, this is amazing. This is amazing. Because I want to see those greater things, what he promised us, we will see. And it's not going to happen me by just sitting on my hands. Right? So I was like, now is the time. Now I have all the time on my, uh, my hand, even to COVID, even more time. And I seek the Lord like I've never done because there will be times where we're going to be very busy. And then like the, the stronger we are, the, the more we can do. And then you're born an original, don't die a copy. This is something that's a different story on its own. I just love it. It's like everybody is so unique. The fingerprint, the DNA, everything. And so many of us try to be somebody else. And you always end up being a copy of somebody else. You're never going to be first, no matter what you do. And that's not a good feeling. So be the original God created you to be. Go after what God put on your heart. And you will see all of a sudden, you're like, wow, I didn't see that coming. But it may have been around you ever since. You just didn't see it because of your eyes being blinded by the enemy as well. And then, not like me, well, I need this, then I can do this. Use what you have been given already. If you don't know what it is, ask the Lord. This is so much he has given to you. And if you're faithful with the little, he's going to entrust you with even more. Right? These are those little things. I had to be told this many times over and over. I knew it, but I didn't know it. Right? So things are like, sounds like a broken record, but it's true. And then rejoice in somebody somebody else's breakthrough right I often was jealous if when somebody came up hey I got a girlfriend or hey I got a boyfriend I'm like what <laughs> awesome cool and like <laughs> seriously Lord what about me they're 25 and I'm 40 whatever <laughs> but now it's really like rejoice rejoice your timing will come then other will rejoice in your testimony right in your breakthrough so whatever you heard don't be like Lord what about me he knows about you. Just in the darkest hours, like we are in right now, with everything that's going on, I read this the other day from Graham Cook, he was like, just worship him. 
Don't comment and load like, Lord, I need, I need, I need, bum, bum, bum. Just like and worship you. Know who you are and whose you are. That makes all the difference. And then let him do what he does best. So good. So a couple of tips on, on my side. I, um, I think in, in the dating relationship, it's important to be intentional to say, okay, as you, and I, I love, you know, I've dated several uh, people in the past I love going in with the discovering what God has for you in that relationship. But being intentional, um, I think sometimes we let relationships go way longer than they should. And so really kind of asking, do I see a future with this person? And being intentional. You know, I think whenever Marcus and I, and Marcus was really good at being intentional with me when he was pursuing me. I think he was probably a bit shy because he's like, oh, my gosh, if I tell her I like her, it's going to ruin our friendship. Um, and so sometimes you have to kind of be brave and say, actually define a relationship and, and be able to ask, a, a, you know, a good friend that you're spending a lot of time with, because we were spending a lot of time together, and just be brave and say, hey, do you like me more than a friend? And I think two mature Christians can have a conversation, say, yes, I do, or actually say, no, I don't see you that way. And then you're able to um, watch where your expectations are. So that really helps. Um, and I think... Guarding your heart as you walk into dating relationships is so key. So that's really important. And, and if you're in a relationship right now where a man's not, or a woman, they're not really being intentional with you, really seek the Lord and say whether that's really where you should stay. I think for us, a big thing, both of us, is pursue the Lord with all of our heart. I think it's number one, and it continues to be number one. Um, and then I mentioned this before, I think find your purpose. It's hard to know who the right one is if you don't know who you are or you know whose you are. I think for me, and I think that's the reason the Lord really brought me in this, he was preparing me to know who I was. So when the right one came along, I would be like, okay, Lord, my spirit rejoices because it's him. So know, before you're pursuing a, a man or a woman, Pursue the Lord to know who you are, uh, know how valuable you are and how worthy you are, how, God much, how much God loves you. Um, I think this is a big one, and I share this in with the women, too. Pursue emotional health as well. As a single person, man, you have so much time. Uh, pursue emotional health, and, and, you know, there's a lot of inner healing uh, ministries. There's Sozo that we are huge supporters of. I think as singles, you know, when you're married, you don't want to handle things when you're married from things that you can as a, a single person. So for me as a single person, I pursued emotional health. I wanted to make sure, Lord, what's in me that, that needs to be pruned out? And so in, as, as you go along the journey, pursue being emotionally healthy. That's going to like, I feel like as I see us, I'm like, oh, wow, Lord, it really avoids so many problems where we just kind of, I feel like it's quite accelerated our relationship where things just happen a lot quicker, but it's because both, both of us came into the relationship emotionally healthy. I mean, we're not perfect. Uh, True story. Yeah, we're not perfect. Uh, but at a degree where we're like, we see our relationship and marriage in a healthy way. And we have an expectation for each other in a healthy way. So Marcus is not my God. You know, he, he doesn't dictate my happiness or my joy. And I don't dictate his happiness or joy either. So that's so key. Um, and don't settle. I think a lot of times, no matter how old you are, don't settle. God, I just want you guys to, I remember time and time again, 
people would be like, Claudia, you're too picky, Claudia. And I remember saying, I feel like I will know when it's the right one. I will know. And, and not that I, there was like writing on the wall, but you, know, you, you, see that, you seek that peace, but don't settle. Because um, I oftentimes, and now I see it, um, marriage is, there's a higher purpose for marriage. And so it's not just about you and about just having a relationship. It really is um, the Lord uses us. And I know I'm super excited of how God is using us now for his greater purpose. And so don't settle. And, and with all, trust the Lord with all your heart. I remember that used to be just my go-to scripture. It's like, Lord, I will, I don't rely into my own understanding. I acknowledge you in all your ways. And he's faithful to really direct your path. And, he, and know that he's writing your love story. And it might not look like us. You know, I feel like as I share, I mean, we had a very quick and expedited, you know, journey. Um, so it might not look like ours. But just know that he has just the most beautiful story, that he's been writing it. And not only now, even if you don't see it, I mean, it took us five, we were friends for five and a half years. Um, I lived in New York the same time that Marcus lived in New York and heard about his community group, but never went to, heard about Marcus and uh, ha, um, how he led a community group and how people were seeing like signs and wonders. But actually in that moment, when I was here first in New York, I never got to go to it. So know that God has perfect timing and trust in his timing. Um, and then I leave you guys with this scripture, which um, is in Psalms 37.5 and says, give God, and it's in the Passion Translation, and it says, give God the right to direct your life, and as you trust him along the way, you will find that he pulled it off perfectly. And um, and as I look at us, I'm like, wow. And I tell you guys, I wake up in the mornings, and I'm like, how did you do it, Lord? You know, he pulled it off perfectly. And there's things in me that I'm like, that, that Marcus, I'm like, this is exactly what I needed. And so I want to encourage you guys that he is, He's such a trustworthy God. He is so faithful, and he will do it again. And we are believing. We're actually, we were praying before that he will do it again because this is a testimony. So, Papa, we just say, do it again. So, we want to pray for the singles here and obviously on Zoom and uh, uh, YouTube. But what Claudia just said also about being emotional healthy, you don't want to take the old crap, excuse my French, into a new relationship. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Graham Cook also said, no, it was Sean Balls. He said, Lord, help me to hold on to things you want me to take into the new season, but also help me to let go of the things you don't want me to take into the new season. I just like every day, I was like, yes, let me, remind me of the things I need to let go, but also not only surrender, but also to let go. And then once you drop it at the foot of the cross, leave it there, boom, and move on. Not keeping up, otherwise you need to come to the healing rooms to pray for your back. That didn't go well. Okay, anyway. <laughs> so when you surrender, drop it and leave it at the foot of the cross. Give Jesus back what he paid for on the cross. That's a big reward. Don't carry it around what doesn't belong to you. So, we don't ask you to stand. If you're single, just maybe put your hand on your heart. And just like Receive what the Lord has for you now. Close your eyes and just like, don't even pray along, just like receive what he has for you. 
So I just want to pray. So Holy Spirit, thank you for your, your testimony. And we release the testimony from Claudia and myself over each and everyone in this room, on Zoom, on YouTube, Lord. You know each and everyone's heart in this season, in the holiday season. All the people, they're so alone in this season, but they're not really alone because you are with them. And Lord, I pray for breakthroughs and for many, many more testimonies coming out of our testimony, how you bring people together. I pray for perseverance, that we all, in everything we do, will never, ever give up going after you. You are a good father, and you, you, you want only the best for us, Lord. So Holy Spirit, let hope arise right now in Jesus' name. The spirit of fear to be lifted off each and every one of us right now in Jesus' name. And I pray, Lord, that we're going to start dreaming bigger. That we trust you in everything. Not only in the 80 or 90%, that we trust you 100%, Lord. You are the answer. You have the answers. It's not Facebook or Twitter or whatever else. It's you who we want to seek, especially in this season. So, Lord, where things seem to fall, uh, seem to look like it's falling apart, it's actually falling in place. So, Lord, every little piece that's falling in place, I pray that it's going to give us a clearer picture on what you have for us. So thank you, Jesus, for all those testimonies coming out of us to glorifying your name. Amen. Yeah, Father, and just like um, Jordan prayed earlier, I really felt strong on that. Thank you, Father, for alignment. We just pray your perfect alignment, God, over your single people in the room, Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord, that they are aligned to their life purpose, Lord. And Father, thank you, Lord, that you are bringing couples together, Lord, for your purpose, for your kingdom, God. Yeah, Father, we just thank you for kingdom marriages, God, in this place. And Father, I just pray right now, Lord, for a greater level of intimacy, God. Father, I thank you, Lord, that we will fall more in love with you, Lord. Yeah, Father, I just thank you, Lord, for a greater level of your, um, greater revelation of your love, God, that people know that they know that they are loved, God. Thank you, Lord. Father, I pray and I just declare for hope to arise right now where there's been hopelessness. Lord, I thank you, God, that that breaks today and we just release your hope over this room, over Zoom, over YouTube, no matter when they're watching this, God. I thank you, Lord, that your hope will arise that no matter what they're waiting for, God, God, they, they know, Lord, that they can trust you, God, because you are faithful to fulfill your promise. So, Father, we just thank you, God. We thank you for our testimony, Lord, for what you've done through us and in us. And we say, Father, do it again. Thank you, Jesus. We pray for all these things in your mighty name. Amen. Amen.